Three. Hello and welcome back to Fourth and Go podcast. I am your host, Janae Lazenby. I'm Zach Gaines. I'm Brandon Mraz. And I'm Jackson DeLulo. And let's get straight into it. Let's get straight into it. Some college football. Yeah, Merry Late Christmas. Happy New Year, though, for sure. Happy holidays, everybody. Uh, sorry we haven't been around. Finals week, everybody going home. Been a little crazy. Yeah. We're hashtag school first, athlete second, but. Woo. Yeah. We're just going to uh, do a quick, about our education. quick recap of the bowl games. You know, Alabama beat Georgia, Michigan beat Iowa, Cincinnati beat Houston, and Baylor beat Oklahoma State. You know, there now you we, go. Now Those we got are, the playoffs. There you go. Yep. Those are the playoffs. Alabama will be facing Cincinnati on the 31st. And Michigan will be taking on Georgia also on the 31st. Not going to lie. Brandon, this is completely off topic. But our moment at the SEC championship championship game, I'll always cherish. Yeah. We were both buying food and we chest bumped. It was great. It was oh <laughs> great. Lame. But Alabama, Georgia, that was – an absolute slaughter for Alabama. It was every Alabama fan's dream go into the SEC championship against oh, the number one seed and just absolutely show them who their father is. Bro, that was like, I like, you know me, everybody's listened to this show. And if you've listened to it for two years, you know that I may be slightly a little bit biased towards Alabama, just a little bit. Um, and I like legitimately walked into that game and was like, I think we're going to lose. You know, I, you know, I gave my yeah, prediction. I feel like a lot of Alabama fans were like that, though. I feel like a lot of them weren't really that confident. I mean, from oh, the people I really talked to, like when I was like tailgating at the outside of uh, Mercedes Benz, I was talking to like a lot of people and like they didn't like have a solid feeling. But let me add this. As I was walking to Mercedes Benz to get into the stadium, I passed a Georgia tailgate and they played the song We Are the Champions before the game even started. And do that. That is the definition. Oh God, of, of just Georgia fans in general. That's bad juju right there. Yeah, it was kind of like I was mentally preparing myself to lose. I think when it switched for me, similar to you, is I was walking into the stadium and a bunch of Georgia fans started barking at me like dogs. Oh my God, that you know, I just lost it. I was like, that, you know what? I'm in game mode. I I personally think that like the barking like thing that the Georgia fans do is literally like the stupidest thing in like all of college, like not, maybe in all of sports. Can you imagine just seriously as a human barking to other people? But I know I might be eating my words saying this, but when like Alabama went up like two touchdowns and the whole like Alabama student section started barking at this that, Georgia. That was tough. That was tough. Like that was really cool, but like it's eating my words. So I mean like yeah. it was a pretty it was pretty it was pretty late. I don't um, know about you two, but you guys know from the last podcast, I came into this game with the utmost confidence because I, I did all season Georgia has been number one for one simple fact, Bama fatigue. Look at their schedule and please point at one single game where you're like, oh yeah. That game, they're definitely better than Alabama. Just give me one. You can't do it. Their offense hung 62 points on some no-name team. What was it? Come on. Vanderbilt and George. And you're trying to tell me Georgia's offense is going to blow out Alabama while their defense shuts us down to zero points. They never, you know, I mean, they just never, the defense. They never played a real defense. They never played a real offense offense. either. Like, if we're being completely realistic, the most real offense they've played all seasons is, is Florida. And that was after Florida had sputtered and died out weeks ago. Yeah, but it's mostly so, the defense. I just think they never played a real defense. Yeah, and Jordan Davis being even anywhere near the running for defensive player of the year is bogus. He plays half the game every game. He so, is a rotational interior defensive lineman. Granted, he's good. Don't get it wrong. Don't, you know, yeah. don't get it wrong. But he is a rotational defensive lineman who's getting first place votes over Will Anderson. I mean that, yeah, just, by yeah. looking, just by looking at Georgia's schedule, like the best offense that they played, maybe Arkansas or Kentucky. Oh, no, I think it would be Tennessee. Oh, played, true. yeah, Tennessee. Tennessee, sorry. Tennessee. After, they played. They played Kentucky while they were hot, and they played uh, Arkansas. They played, they played Arkansas when they were eight. So I mean, yeah. yeah. After, well, I mean, I, I, Arkansas, Arkansas, 
only runs the ball, really. I mean, they don't have a really – they don't really have – they never had a passing attack this year. I mean, um, Kentucky, I mean, that was a whole defensive team. That's why they were so high. I mean, they're – you can any of you name like a significant offensive player on Kentucky? They got that one wide receiver that I could oh, probably give you name, but no. Um, a and, couple, and then, and then outside of Traylon Burks, what about Arkansas? No. Or, no. Um. So a couple things about this game. You get my point. Yeah. <laughs> so a couple things about this game. One. Bryce Young. Obviously. Uh, Hosman winner Bryce Young now that we now we know um but as much as I hate to do this and I'm sure everybody on this podcast hates to do this Bill O'Brien called an exquisite game couldn't have been better probably he he was his job was probably on the line it's pretty funny when you as an offensive coordinator scheme your wide receivers into success they actually catch the ball and can do wild things you know when your amazing wide receiver room isn't lining up behind the line of scrimmage half the time they get yards after catch wow who'd have thunk such a such a such a um top it's such a thing to understand i wonder how he cracked the code i wonder what it's but i think we all have to recognize the one negative of that game and that would be john mechie well yeah i'll get that in a second his acl and uh, what those are the, the third or fourth quarter of the SEC championship game. It was really, it's gonna be tough to see him with it's gonna be tough not seeing him on the field for the young receivers coming in for the, this game. I mean, prayers up to Mechie. We'll see. Do you guys think he's gonna return to school or is he declaring? We'll have to see. I don't know how the mock drafts look yet, but um, I mean, from the mock drafts I've seen. Uh, they they have Mechie either going late second or early third, but Seems he, right, like right. my personal opinion, I don't think Mechie really has anything else to prove in college. I mean, like he's already like showcased he can be that guy need be, and uh, I mean, I just don't, I don't think it's worth it for him to come back and risk re injury where he could leave potentially million do- million millions of dollars on the table. I mean, and you've and we've seen plenty of people who like are coming off an injury that just still declare and they still find success in the NFL. Sure. Just, just look at Tyron Matthew. I mean, I know he was like had character issues, but I, I'm pretty sure in college he had some injury. He had like some injuries. Yeah, few, yeah. so, like there's, I mean, there's people like there's a guy in the draft last year. He's uh, he was that uh Tennessee lineman with Trey Hill or something like that. Uh, whatever his name. Oh, Trey, Trey Smith. Trey Smith. Trey Smith. Trey Smith. Yeah. Yeah, he had like all these big he had all these big medical issues. He had all these injuries and stuff like that. And he's still balled out and he's balling out in the NFL right now. He's one of the league's best ranked guards. I mean, so I don't think John Mechie has really anything else to prove. One thing about that though is you're at a school where not what a year ago, a guy who probably could have gone to the league comes decides to come back in the same position wins the Heisman. Uh so I I don't know, Mech is a little different. Obviously, because he's coming for Waddle, he's done all, you know. Uh, so I'm not sure. I'm interested to see what's going to happen, but I, th- I think it's 50 50 right now. And I think it's going to be how well and how fast he recovers. I think it's going to be. I just don't know. I even if he, even if it, even if it takes him like a little longer than it would expect to for him to recover, he still literally has nothing to prove in college. I mean, he has. He's, I said he's shown he can be that guy. He can, he can make all the plays that an NFL scout would look for. I just like, think it's tough. Why, 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 why be- risk the money? Why risk the money? Like if John Mechie comes back and retears his ACL, he's not getting drafted. Like, no, I know. I it's, know. It's kind of like a similar, like in a way, it's kind of similar to Dylan Moses. Like Dylan Moses, if he went a year before, he could have been a top three round pick. Which he still was, was he not? Yeah. No, Dylan Moses went undrafted. Did he really? Okay. Yeah. yeah, he got picked up by Jacksonville and like by the practice squad. And I, I don't know, I feel like he went in, like the sixth round, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, I get what you're saying. I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be a little bit hard for GMs to look at a guy and be like, oh, the first time we're really probably going to see him is September. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's already two weeks, three weeks since well, the season. I want to revisit a take that I said weeks back. 
you guys absolutely flamed me for it. Okay. So looking back at it, after the SEC championship game, my take, Jamison Williams is just as valuable as Bryce to our team. Do you believe that? Yes. I mean, like, yeah. Look at that. Look at us. Who, who I don't, like just as valuable. I wouldn't have. No shot. No shot. Oh, dude, you, 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 I'm telling you, I'm telling like, I don't, I'm not like, I'm not the, I'm not the one to like bring up hypotheticals, but like in a way, like if Jameson was the one that went down instead of Mechie, our Bama's really not looking too hot. Literally broke the SEC championship passing yards record. What? Who, 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 who caught three, who caught like 190 of those yards? Oh, I'm not saying Jameson Williams is that. I'm saying we have a, a, a sophomore quarterback who is smashing records. Listen, listen, listen. Like I'm not, I'm not quarterbacks have said. I'm not saying he's more valuable than Bryce Young. I'm saying he's just as valuable. I'm I, not I don't, more. I don't think you, they're like a quarterback's already the most valuable position on the field, like as a, as a non-factor. And if you've got a quarterback who's in his second year in college is as mobile as Bryce Young and can throw the ball 60 yards down the field and breaks every passing record in a single game, you don't really got an argument there. Like, like he literally he reset the history books in three hours. Yeah. So right. quickly, let's move on. Let's move on to the next game. Just before we move on from the Bama game, the one last thing I want to say about the SEC championship is, and kind of previewing into when we talk about playoff matchups is Pete Golding called the best defensive game you can do against Georgia. And that is, he said, you're not going to run the ball. We're going to stack five guys in the box six guys in the box and Stetson. Yes. A quarterback named Stetson is going to have to beat us. Stetson Bennett, man. J- J- here, let me, let me pose this question. If Alabama somehow, I'm not saying it's going to happen because there are always is that chance of both. But if Alabama faces against Georgia in the nat- national championship, once again, do they go to JT Daniels? I don't think JT Daniels is healthy. Still. Oh, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, but it's – well, really did, did, you, did you see him in the Georgia Tech game? I His did. mechanics are so bad. I'm just saying, like, I mean, would they – I don't know. Like, I feel like Georgia would want to mix it up because, I mean, Stetson obviously couldn't do anything against an Alabama defense. I also don't think Stetson's going to be able to do that much against a Michigan team. Like, yeah. Michigan – you know, I can really see Georgia losing that game. I really can. Yeah, and we'll talk about it later in the show, but, but like, I think if you, I, I think the thing that Georgia fans are like, why aren't we putting JTD in? Why, like, why, why, why? Oh, we're holding him back for the playoffs. Like, I, like I, as an Alabama fan, I'm sure you guys kind of share the same sentiment where it's like, I don't really want to play. Like, I don't want to play Georgia for a second time. It's, we talk about this all the time on the show. It's tough to beat a team that you already played twice, but. You're like if you're Kirby Smart, you're thinking the same thing. The SEC, like you're not pulling punches in the SEC championship against a team who has decimated you in that game for the last ten years. Like, the if JT Daniels was healthy enough to play in that game, he would have been in that game. He JT is Daniels is just honestly not the better quarterback. I he might be. I just don't think he's healthy enough. I mean, you look at it, the Georgia Tech game; he's throwing balls where his elbow isn't even getting separated from his body because his oblique is still hurt. Like, he can't even get separation. He's throwing chicken wing throws. Well, he was throwing on the sidelines of the SEC championship game. It looked good. Well, for being honest, I mean, the SEC championship game was a playoff game. Yeah. We're just being totally realistic. It was. Like, if you're a Georgia fan sitting there, and we'll we'll take a break after this, but if you're a Georgia fan sitting here and you're looking me in the face and saying, you know what? It's probably better that we lost. We didn't show our cards. We didn't let – you know, we didn't give Bam anything. Are you crazy? I just gotta go play Michigan instead of Cincinnati. You're joking. Oh. Like there is no scenario in which you lose that game and you feel confident about like I'm. Because uh, Michigan is the much harder playoff matchup than Cincinnati. Well, I, oh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati is the weakest team out of the four, and I think I think even if you don't know college football, I feel like you know that. Because if you're a team like Georgia, and we'll we'll start 
we'll start getting into playoff matchups in the next part of the show. Um, but if you're, the, you know, one thing to tee it up is if you're a team like Georgia, you don't want to play a team like Michigan. Why? Because they do exactly what you do on defense. Stop the run and make you throw. The problem is Michigan's secondary is better than Georgia's secondary. I, I, I just feel the way, like, if when Georgia plays uh, Michigan, the way that that game is going to have to be won is for Michigan to be passing the ball because I think Georgia's run defense is what's – is, what's that running back, Hassan Hawkins or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. But, like, I know he had five touchdowns uh, last game, and I just don't th- – I like, that run of defense for Georgia is going to shut that down. And I don't – like, look what they did to Alabama. True. They did that to Alabama. They could do that to Michigan. And Michigan's passing game isn't all that great. So, I mean, they're going to have to beat their secondary. That's the way. Just but I'm going to explain that more detail when we talk about that in the next part. Yeah, so let's take a break. We'll be right back talking playoffs and some other college football news. WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. And we're back. Let's get straight into it. Let's talk about some news and some playoffs. All right, there's a bunch of coaches just going all around the world, you know lying to their own players saying that they aren't going anywhere i'm not gonna name drop or anything (laughs) listen all i want to say about the coaching stuff and the holiday season i really hope that all the coaches and their families had a good time family Family. also urban meyer is coming back to college football urban meyer going nowhere other than urban meyer Meyer. (laughs) if he makes it out of the courtroom facts you guys are goofy. I mean, if you're a coach, Dude, like the how one do you actually you think Urban Meyer is coming back? Like that's a joke. Because he's Urban good Meyer at the college level, just like Nick Saban. He was horrible at the pro level, but good at the college yeah, level. He, Nick Saban also didn't kick his players, and or like, wait, did he start in college? They said that it wasn't true that he actually kicked them. The Jaguars kicker literally came out and explained that it happened. Oh, well, dude, I'm hearing Jaya, different stories. Jaya, where are you right now? I'm hearing different stories. All right, but let's talk about the hires. Let's talk about, let's go with uh, Brian uh, Kelly to LSU. Terrible. Right. Never going to work. Average. It, it won't work, but it'll be a night. He'll be the definition of a stopgap coach where, like, he's in between. Yeah, he's a band aid guy. He's a band aid yeah. guy but, that they can be. Brian Kelly is DeMar DeRozan to the LSU Tigers. Program. No, don't do that because DeMar's actually pretty good this year. I don't think he'll be that good. Brian Keller's like Jeff Fisher. Brian Kelly is the D'Angelo Russell to LSU that D'Angelo Russell was to the Nets. Are we, so we're going off analogies now. Yeah, like that. All right, yeah. I mean, uh, a very underrated signing that I do like was Mario Cristobal to Miami. I think that's going to be very, very good for them. Yeah, I think that Mario fit- Cristobal is, is seriously – exactly what um Miami needed they needed someone from Miami who has experience within a good, good coaching staff which Mario Cristobal was involved in the 2015 Alabama coaching staff as everyone knows is like a crazy coaching staff filled with now head coaches I mean he led Oregon to to a top three performance for what how many weeks of this season like 10 weeks of this season or something like that I mean, it's perfect for Miami, just what they need. And I hope Mario Cristobal gets success in Miami because college football is better when Miami's good, to be honest. And I hate saying that because outside of the Hurricanes, I hate all Miami sports. So, Yeah, and I think one thing with that move makes the, another move very, very lucrative for a different school is Mario Cristobal out of the Pac-12 equals Lincoln Riley in at USC, which means yeah. that USC and the Pac-12 are probably going to be in the playoffs for the next couple of years maybe not the first one or two years that he's there but dude Lincoln Riley's gonna run that conference as much as he oh, wants for as long yeah until a bigger head coach get, goes there but I thought like to be honest like yeah I think it's a good 
I think it's a good place for him. He South California, he can recruit well within the state. But I got to say, I, I thought it was a really weird signing. It was nothing that anyone saw coming. I mean, Lincoln, you didn't, you, no one really thought that Lincoln Riley was going to leave Oklahoma. I mean, like there weren't really any indications of him wanting to leave. It was more like an under the radar kind of move. But yeah. I think ultimately it'll be good for USC. It'll, he'll definitely help them get back to relevancy again, which they haven't had since what, like Sam Darnold and, um, a lot of credit. Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I like Lincoln as a head coach, but I think it'll still take a little bit of time for him to rebuild this program. Maybe like kind of like sort of a way that like Jimbo, it'll be like two to three years of like kind of me- mediocre years. And then eventually it'll be, but then again, there's been all these players that have been decommitting from uh, Oklahoma to go to uh, USC now because of Lincoln Riley. I will say a, a signing I really liked that was kind of, well, there's two I really liked. I like uh, Notre Dame uh, promoting their de- defensive coordinator. Um, I, I was a fan of that move, but I also really liked Oklahoma's hire uh, for the Clemson defense. I, eh. The only I mean, hire I, I really yeah. like is Notre Dame's hire, even though it's literally their coordinator to. Well, the only, only Marcus Freeman was a, player's, was a player's hire. The like, only reason I liked the hire was because Clemson's defense this year, you know, despite all, despite the mediocrity of the team as a whole, it's been shut down. It's been shut down all season. Their defense has been stellar. And for Oklahoma as a team that knows they're moving to the SEC, this is a team that's got to find an identity and they got to find it really, really fast. Because if they just go out there trying to play football, they're going to lose. They need to go out there trying to accomplish a certain goal. And I mean, beefing up your defense and making sure you've got a defense that can stop some of these high-powered offenses is not really, you know, it's not the worst plan of attack for a move. I also so, thought Billy Napier to Florida was a really good hire for them. I mean, yeah, we, I, at the end of the day, I don't think Billy Napier is going to really be the coach of the future there. But I think he'll, like Brian Kelly, he'll be just like a nice bridge coach. Well, I know Brandon. I, was- unlike Kelly, unlike Kelly, I think um, – Billy Napier has a way better chance of like retaining his job and being there long term because I really like seriously I cannot see Brian Kelly in LSU for more than two or three years. Mm. Really, for me, like you look at the openings and I think we've talked about this a couple of times. Like Brian Kelly, yeah, it works because you need a culture change, not from a recruiting standpoint, but from you know inner workings. So you know, is Brian Kelly great for that? No, but he's definitely going to bring something to the table. So that satisfies that need, right? Billy Napier goes into a job in Florida where Dan Mullen basically hasn't recruited for however long he was there because Dan Mullen just hates recruiting and like, he just doesn't like it. So Billy Napier being the great recruiter that he is being able to take kids from, I mean, he was at Louisiana Monroe and he's taking kids from LSU. Like that's why that fits Marcus Freeman. You look at that hire uh, players guy, one that the, you know, young uh, Notre Dame's going to get recruits. So like, I'm not worried about that, but that guy is just, he brings energy. He brings something different to the table that maybe Notre Dame really ha- has lacked in the last, I don't know, 40 years. Uh, I mean, they haven't had that like to my knowledge, like ever, like, I mean, right. the only, like, I know, like, I think I know a good amount of college football, but like the only really like the head coaches that I remember from uh, Notre Dame, the only ones I know are like Lou Holtz and, and uh, Brian Kelly. I don't know. Like, there hasn't been, like, to my knowledge, a coach on Notre Dame, a head coach at least, where they've been, like, that fired-up type of guy. Like, uh, I don't know. But Bill, uh, back to Billy Napier, I definitely feel like he would have been better for the LSU hire. He, he already was at Louisiana. He was recruiting in-state. And I definitely feel like if LSU took Billy Napier, they would have had a much easier time, like, getting those in-state recruits. And right. we, all, again, we yeah. all know Louisiana – like the state of Louisiana produces great players. So, so all those, we, you know, the situational and that's where we are. Um, <laughs> some transfer portal names out there that we've heard now. Uh, a lot of people out in the transfer portal. I think a couple of the big name quarterbacks. In, Bo uh, Nix. Yeah, him. Bo Nix sucks. To Oregon. Bo Nix to Oregon. He left Auburn for dead. Yeah, but um, can we, can we, 
on on the topic of transfer portals. Let's talk I about think, the LSU boys, though. No, 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 no. We need to talk about Alabama. Just yeah, Alabama's been rigging everyone. From mm-hmm. the They've been they stealing made, when, all when they the made that rule When they made that transfer portal rule and when they could have, like, nerfed it, I don't know how to say it, but, like, nerfed it to make it fair, Nick Saban was like, you're going to regret this. And guess what? They told him. And I can't wait until Kayshawn Boutte says he's leaving oh, so Alabama, too, because you know that's happening. Who's the, I don't know why I'm blanking. Who's the name of that corner that we got out Or Elijah Ricks. Say again? Elijah Ricks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Former five-star? Going to be real nice. Next to Kool-Aid, too. Oh, wait. Did you guys see that tweet of Javion Cohen just, like, standing in front of Hoover <laughs> High School doing the crane? Oh, that so funny. Bro, the I, I, crane I might be my new favorite thing. Like, the whole tool bowing thing, like, that was sick. And, like, the no, the crane is easily, like, the sickest, like. So sick. Just, um, like. So like, sick. But on that topic, I feel like every, Brandon, at least every year we've been here, us two, yeah. I feel like there's been, like, that type of, like, dance, something like that. Like well, it was the Jalen Jaylen wipe-off the first year. Like, yeah. our freshman yeah, year. Jalen had, had the wipe-off. Wipe Jalen had the wipe off. Tua had the uh, Tua had the, the spray. Uh, yeah. The Devon, whenever Devonte scored a touchdown last year, that that thing with Umetri goes like, yeah, the yeah, yeah, that, the and then uh, the crane, obviously. There's so many. There's just so many. But um, yeah. I don't know. What a anyway. time to be an Alabama fan. Um, a- and then how about the Georgia Tech running back going to Alabama too? Oh wait, that makes me think. Do you did you see what the uh, what what Jerome Ford said? Yeah, dude, I uh, want his. I don't, SEC I don't want to be known. Give me his SEC championship ring back then. If you don't want to claim us, you ain't getting that ring. Give it to us. Mm-hmm. He better bring it to the game because we're taking it anyway. Um, so yeah, just a bunch of transfer portal stuff. LSU losing a lot of people. Uh, the brothers. What's the brothers? The brothers. Max Johnson. The Johnson brothers to me are like eh. Like Max I Johnson, think the tight end will be good, but I don't. I don't see Max really doing anything. I don't see him playing at A and M at all. Max, right. yeah, the, the Johnson brother at A and M from the tight end perspective, I think makes a lot of sense, but I don't see any other reason. All right, let me pose a new topic to the group. Do you three believe that it is time to expand the college football playoffs from four no. to eight teams? No. Can I have your reasoning? I just I feel like it's good the way it is. All these games, like it's gonna be it's gonna be so confusing and so and dragged on. Like it's already literally like for for Bama students, literally the game is like two days before school starts. So imagine if they did make it, it still longer. would be though. Yeah, it still would be. They would just have less like they've had what like three weeks off now. They'd, they'd have like play, yeah, they'd have less they time this off. Weekend. And it would just like, drag out. It would just no, be- it wouldn't. It, it would make for better competition. Well, where I think it gets tough is is the SEC expansion because it's very realistic. The SEC could have three 11 win teams in any given season. I and I don't really know if I don't really know if it's fair to have a four team playoffs where three SEC teams make it like multiple years in a row. I imagine that'll cause. A commotion. Um, <laughs> oh no! I definitely feel like it would make for better like ratings and stuff like that. Like college football would become way like more valuable. I don't know, like valuable, but like they would make a lot more money if they were to expand it. It would be, just be such a money maker. I don't see why they wouldn't. For me, it's like it's a two way street because you look at it football logistically, like from a player, coach, team standpoint, probably not the best because there's definitely going to have to be some regular season restructuring if it's going to happen but for the fan in me who's like that would be kind of cool like a 12 team playoff where the top four get a bye you have playing games on the outside for seeds you know five through 12 which are campus games prior to students leaving school or just after students are leaving school like like for example Bama basketball plays played Houston in back in Coleman on December 11th, which was a Saturday after finals. So you have a playing game on campus at that time. Then the next time you see is the final eight. And that's 
and those games are the Rose Bowl, the Orange Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, and the Cotton Bowl. So you get four incredibly awesome games on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, the New Year's Six, rotating every year. And then you get the national championship. Like the fan in me is like, that would be awesome. And I and probably if we're really thinking about it, those game, those campus games wouldn't all be on the same day. Like you would get football December 17th, 18th, 19th break, Christmas. New Year's Day Bulls, and they're all playoff games, and they all matter. What I don't understand about the college football playoff format is why this is the only organized sports authority in the world that is afraid of bad teams getting blown out. I don't understand why we're so scared for a bad team to lose in the playoffs. They should lose in the playoffs. That's the point. So I don't understand the argument of, oh, well, you don't want a bad team going up against Alabama. Yeah, you do. That's the whole point of getting the one seed. That's the, that's the entire premise. There's a reason the one seed plays the four and the two seed plays the three. Yeah, and tell there, there's going to have to be rules with that, though. Like, I think if it goes to 12, there's got to be six automatic seeds. Mm. Five conference winners, including a group of five and – you know, you do well with conference restructuring, it's going to be different, but you have the five major conferences and maybe you take out the group of five thing with Cincy, Houston, BYU, all of them going to the big 12. So you have five automatic bids for conference winners. And then you have what uh, math seven at large with one of those inevitably being Notre Dame because they won't join a conference. So you have six at large. We've been talking about it all year. I I would love it if they made the conferences matter at all. Right. Because right now they, they don't. Like, that's why – that's one of the reasons that conference tournaments in NCAA basketball are so great because, like, they matter. Like, you could be – it doesn't matter if you're Vandy at, you know, 10 and 18 or Alabama at 22 and 2. Like, if you win that tournament, you are going to the dance. Like, if you win when it matters, you're going to the dance. And that's somewhat not right, but it's pretty awesome. It's pretty cool. I mean, it gives everybody it gives everybody kind of a, a fair shot because, I mean, right. I mean. The Look at whole, a team like Baylor this year. Like the whole mystique of football playoffs is obviously in college, March Madness is the same system, but the whole mystique of a football playoff is it's one game. So Lord knows what could happen. A bad team can beat a really good team one time. It can happen. And I just, I don't understand why the NCAA is so terrified of that. I, I can't possibly come up with a good enough reason. Well, all right. How about this? How awesome do these matchups sound? Notre Dame and Ohio State awesome. play each other. That actually sounds like a good game. To get the chance like awesome. to play Cincinnati. Baylor and Ole Miss play each other to awesome. get the chance to play That sounds like a Georgia. okay game. Oklahoma State and Michigan State get the chance to play Michigan. Like and Utah game. and Pitt get the chance to play Bama, which obviously that's a little bit of a fall off, but that's how it works. When that's how seeding works, so you got to deal with it. That I – I don't I don't know why that's not the way it is now. <laughs> that like if would you're looking at if you're looking at that like Notre Dame and Ohio State play each other which would be a war to play Cincinnati which could be another rematch or Ohio State just blows out Cincinnati. That'd be awesome. It, it gives it puts the best teams in the playoffs. But and now it's just subjective what the what the AP poll thinks. Because yeah, and people like, thought Georgia was the best team in college football. <clears throat> All right, should we move on? Yeah. What else? What, do we, uh, uh, let's talk. Let should we just go right into picks? Uh, yeah. Let's do yeah, that. Well. Let's do some bowl picks, and we'll get into our final playoff predictions. Let's do some bowl picks right here. Let's uh, get it from done. some of the bowls that are still being played. All right, we have Maryland against Virginia Tech. In straight bowl. I'm going to take oh, Virginia Tech in that one. Great bowl. Great bowl game. Yeah, I think Actually, I'm also- I, I wish Alabama would play in the pinstripe bowl. I wish the pinstripe bowl was a playoff bowl. <laughs> That'd be fun. I take. But, um, you know, I, I have a very close connection 
to Maryland, so I'm going to go with the Terrapins. I like Virginia Tech here. Go Hogies. Don't listen to Jackson. Jackson Hogies. gets every pick wrong. Look, Hogies. Well, I mean, no, actually, I shouldn't say that. Brandon gets every pick wrong. That is yeah, correct. Can you relax with that? But, yes, you're correct. I get mostly every pick wrong. So, um, with that being said, just because Zach said that, I'm taking Maryland. Yay. So, he's going to be wrong. Brandon's going to get this one right. Okay, fair enough. Uh, next bowl game, Jenea, hit us with it. All right, next bowl game, we have number 19, Clemson, against Iowa State. I'm definitely taking Clemson in this game. Are you crazy? Clemson's defense is just going to wipe the floor with Iowa State. And if you don't think so. It doesn't matter if they scored three points. Put some respect on a – I'm not putting what any respect saying? on the DJ Ugalele. Yeah, DJ Ugalele. Yeah, put some respect on his name. I'm a little torn because, well, I, like, do you guys think the coaching change changes this matchup at all? Like, Brett Venables isn't coaching this game. Their offensive coordinator isn't coaching this game. Clemson does not have offensive talent. Uh, hey, Cle- this is going to be a game where that Clemson finally showcases, like, what their potential is the whole year, I think. I think they're just going to explode this game versus Iowa State. What, a, for some, what, for a box of Cheez-Its? I'm going with Iowa State. Uh, uh, no, no. Clemson isn't getting up for this one. They're, they've been losing all year. Somehow they're in the top 25. Yeah, I got Iowa State here. I don't see any – like, you don't get up for the Cheez-It Bowl. Dabo it's, also looked like a prisoner in his press conference outfit. It's actually a really good game coming up. <laughs> it's a really good game. Yes, it is. Has All right, next game we got number fourteen Oregon gets number sixteen Oklahoma. You know, the Oregon Ducks have been playing like they have nothing left, <laughs> and it's really embarrassing. Um, really makes me feel sure. and understand why their coach left at the right time. But um, I'm gonna go with Oregon. I just Oklahoma has no chemistry. The players have just been lied to by their coach. Their coach just left also. Um, their quarterback, their, their second string quarterback now, just left. So they really have nothing to See, give. Uh, no flavor. Cristobal, Cristobal isn't coaching that game, right? He is not. No. Yeah, give me Oklahoma. Oh, actually. Oklahoma has no coach at, either. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. Uh. No, I'm gonna flip flop back. Give me Oregon. I do. Caleb Williams, you don't got it without Lincoln. So yeah, I mean, go ahead. You I was gonna. Say, I'm I'm on the same train. Oklahoma has nothing really left to play for. Well, neither does Oregon, but Oregon didn't go through the the past month, the past half a month that Oklahoma has. So I think Oregon. It's gonna be easier for Oregon to get up for this one. See, I. I think – is Bob Stoops coaching this game? Like, I'm pretty sure that's what's yes. happening, correct? Yeah. Okay. I th- I really think Oklahoma wins this game, and I'll tell you why. If you're an Oklahoma player who just got lied to, like, Bob Stoops isn't some schmuck D.C. that's just the inner – like, this is Bob Stoops we're talking about. And your coach just lied to you to go to a team that's not even playing in a bowl game, wasn't even close to bowl game contention this year. Like, I'm going on national television – I'm taking a team in his conference that he went to that he thinks is better, and I'm destroying them. Like, I think this means a lot more to Oklahoma players than you guys think. I think this is a, like, hey, you know, to, to Lincoln Riley. So, I got Oklahoma here. I mean, I think regardless, it's going to be a good game. I don't think – I don't see either side blowing out the other. I think it's Yeah, they be- both kind of suck, but yeah. yeah. Next – Game, Jenea hit us Next with game, we have North Carolina against South Carolina. I you feel like this is such a lame game. Like, this, is, suck. this game is about to be so right, boring. We, we, let's just quickly make our picks. We, this game isn't worth discussing. I have over in fights in the crowd. Honestly, I, I feel like South Carolina has a good defense, but I feel like North Carolina's offense beats their defense. So I'm just going to go with North Carolina. Um, I don't think UNC is going to get – 300 yards on the ground, so I don't think they're winning. Uh, I'm going I don't south. like South Carolina at all, like, as a football program, so I'm just going to go North Carolina because they have Sam Howell, I guess. Well, you know I hate Sam Howell, so I'm, I refuse. 
I'm going South Carolina here. I don't know why. And I don't really have an explanation, but South Carolina. Screw Sam Howell. Sure. That works. All right. Next game, we have Tennessee against <laughs> Purdue. I'm going with that nasty orange Tennessee. Yeah, that me God, too. awful color. Me too. I like Tennessee here. I think Tennessee has a good offense. I think they had a decent enough signing day where the fans are still kind of into it. And I think they're tr- trying to prove something. So, And also, it's in Nashville. I mean, it's right down the street. They're going to play some football. Yeah, I, I like Tennessee in this one. I mean, I don't like Tennessee, but I'll rock okay. with the final for now. Yeah. Um, let's see. It's all come down to me. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if I want to pick Tennessee because I, I don't blame they you. Are, they are the spoiler makers after ball. Think about that. That is, they, they are the team that upset two, what, top three or five teams this year. Um, for that reason, I'm going to go Tennessee. All right. Uh, let's All right, see. next game. Real quick, just as a housekeeping for us. Mm-hmm. We have six minutes left in the Zoom video. All so, right, so. we can knock this out. Let's go. All right, next game, we have number 10, Michigan State, against number 12, Pittsburgh. Easy, Michigan State. Are you crazy? Yeah, Kenny Pickett's not playing, right? Well, I don't think Kenny Pickett's playing, so. Either way, Michigan State's just a better team than Pittsburgh. I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm taking Michigan State, but if Kenny Pickett said he was playing in this game, I would have taken Pitt easily out of 12. Michigan State all the way. You know, it's, it's scaring me how many of our picks are exactly the same. So I think I'm just going to rock out with Pittsburgh for this one, just for the there sake of it. I mean, I'm definitely not catching up to the first place. So we've been known this. Yeah, I it's really a battle between Zach and Janae right now, but Pittsburgh. All right, let's go. Next game, Wisconsin, Arizona State. I'm taking the Badgers, Wisconsin, easy money. You play to win the football game. Uh, give me Arizona State simply because I just don't want to pick Wisconsin, and I'm sure Jackson shares the same sentiment. I do not trust Wisconsin. They stink, and their quarterback State all the way. Wisconsin with- for frauds, fraudulent program, fraudulent team, fraudulent all the way. Give Next. Me- Next game, we have number 17, Wake Forest against Rutgers. Are you crazy? Uh, Wake Forest, easily. Uh, I don't think any of us really need to, like – But Rutgers shouldn't even be in this game, but Texas A&M can't do anything right uh, except for catch COVID, you know. Brandon, what if I have a team eligible. Man, I'm I'm taking Rutgers. I'm doing it. I'm taking Rutgers. You're so crazy. Jackson, you're just trying to be a nuisance. well, Rutgers passed, pulling out these words a nuisance. Rutgers crossed a line. This you know my vocabulary good. That they have not crossed in a very long time, and that is they can beat up on really bad teams. Wake Forest is not a really bad team by any stretch of the imagination, but it's the last game of the year. Rutgers has stunk it up all year. Maybe they do something. Hopefully, yay, Rutgers! Woo! Next game. Next game, we got Washington State against Central Michigan. Washington State easily. Washington State by a thousand. Uh, yeah, this is another game. Central Michigan wasn't supposed to be in this bowl game. Uh, another one affected by COVID. I'm taking Washington State just simply because it's going to be tough for a team to move from one bowl game to the next, which Central Michigan's doing. So, yeah, I got Washington State. I mean, it's it's a bum bowl, so. This, why is it? Why are we even talking about this ball? This is just so irrelevant. Man. Make your pick, Zach. <laughs> make your pick so make we can pick, finish it and not have to start a whole nother one. You know, y'all are just so pressed. That okay, next game. Next game. I'm on, like going to be on top. Of next, the you're not. You're not. I don't lose. <laughs> We're going to keep it professional. Number five, Notre Dame <laughs> against number nine, Oklahoma State. I'm going with the Fighting Irish. Are you crazy? You crazy? We all know that Brandon's going with Oklahoma State. Go Cowboys. Many times do we have to do this lesson, old man? Notre Dame stinks. They are (laughs) Notre Dame sucks, and they've sucked all year. Oklahoma State. No, is Oklahoma going to State sucks. That's why they lost to Baylor. That's who really sucks. I thought you had a team that you played once. A second time. 
Anyway. You've been picking Baylor for four months straight. Exactly. Sikkim Bears. Are, what's not clicking, Steven? Yeah, so. That's how I mean, they won. You would assume they would. I'm putting on the cowboy hat. I'm putting on the cowboy hat. Okay, Zach wants Oklahoma State. Let's go next one. We got Penn State got again. I swear. 21 all Arkansas. people listening, Janaea does not right. like this anymore, and she does not so we have anymore. So, 21 Arkansas Penn State. This one's – I feel like this one's kind of tough. I feel like Penn State's definitely going to – I don't know. Penn State easily in this one. I have uh, Arkansas. Arkansas, Arkansas has been losing too much. They don't Penn know State what a dub is, is anymore. Penn State's terrible. Zach, who did you even take in the Notre Dame game? Oklahoma State, because he's okay. Dude, did you not see me doing this? I was yeah. I he did the Cowboys. Oh yeah, yeah. I did. So I kind of, I kind of blanked there. Um, as oh, a, well, I want to get this done. Uh, I got Arkansas. They're gonna win. All right. All right. Next game, we have number fifteen Iowa against twenty-two Kentucky. Iowa easily. Iowa. Kentucky by a lot. Are you crazy? I'm, I'm, ride, so I'm, I'm riding the Kentucky train with Brandon here. Iowa is so bad. The fact right. that there is a number by Iowa's name is the most ridiculous thing ever. Still, still rocking out with Iowa. Wow. Okay. Color sleep. Sleep, 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 sleep. Next game. All Rose right. We have number six, Ohio State against number 11, Utah. I'm going with the Ohio State University. Easily. Utah by – However much they're favored by in this game, Ohio they're, State. They're also not even favored. Ohio but State. Will be. I'm going Utah. <laughs> Zach. Zach. What? Um. Ohio State. Easy. That's not even like that's not even a question. Okay. You guys should. Right, be next game, we have number seven. We have number seven Baylor against number eight Ole Miss. I'm going with Sikkim Bears. I already told y'all. I the like shark, a, you're, you're gonna be wrong. The lamb sharks will be eaten by the bears. Hotty toddy. Sick of yeah. bears. I'm rocking out with old Miss. Yeah, this is the week where you just get every single one wrong. All right, last pick before we go okay. to our playoff pick. Next game, we have LSU, Kansas State. I'm going. Hmm, I kind of want to go Kansas State. LSU has nothing to play for. You're not gonna pick your own team. I don't care in this game. I, it could be either one. I'm taking Kansas State, but this could be this is the biggest I really don't care for ever. WVUA FM, Tuscaloosa. Let's get back into it. We have number two, Michigan, against number three, Georgia. I'm going with the big blue, Michigan. Oh, boy. I did not expect to go big blue, and now I'm really thinking that we might go big blue across the board. I have to say, this is the game that should have been Alabama and uh, Cincinnati, the Orange Bowl, because I would have been there, and that sucks. Too bad. We don't like distractions, so no. No. Well, okay, fine. But – also, this, most of these players played in AT&T last year. I'm very curious to see how the Georgia offensive line is going to be able to ha- uh, manage Aiden Hutchinson. That's going to be just quite the sight. This I'm is a game that I see Aiden Hutchinson having three-plus sacks. I'm just to see the other side, the opposite side of that, and Michigan's offensive line trying to handle Georgia's. But – that's like fine. I said before and earlier in this podcast, this is a game that I truly believe Georgia could and will lose. I think Georgia – I mean, like we were saying, Georgia hasn't played anyone to, like, a good standard – like, a good standard of a football team this whole year. And now that they're playing these high-competition, highly-talented teams, they're going to struggle, of course. But I feel like Alabama kind of humbled Georgia – and I feel like Georgia's going to come out a different team against Michigan. So I'm kind of like 50-50, but at the end of the day, I think I'm going to say Michigan because, like I, like we've been saying, Georgia just can't handle, like, a talented football team. It's just crazy to me how, like, people thought this was, like, the greatest defense they've ever seen. Like, talking to my friends before the Alabama-Georgia game, they thought it was going to be, like, 25-10 Georgia. Like, Alabama wouldn't be scoring, like, more than 10 points and stuff like that. And then look what happens when they play like a Heisman winner and like a competent offense. They put up 41 points. Just 
I don't get it. But Michigan. I mean, if if we're going by the AP poll standards, Michigan is the best team in football. And do you hear how dumb that sounds? Michigan has done exactly what George has done all season against better opponents every single time, like across the board, pretty much across the board. Every week, Michigan has played a far superior opponent to whoever's George is playing, aside from uh, the SEC championship. So... I mean, I, I, I get your point, Zach, where I could I could totally see Georgia, I could totally see this Georgia locker room just just being different this week and just being ready to go run through a wall. But I mean Georgia's defense stops the run. They don't stop the pass. And they're gonna have their hands full all game. This, you know, this is one of the best running backs in college football they're about to go up against on this Michigan team. I'm rocking out with Michigan. I might be wrong. I wouldn't be shocked if I was wrong, but I, I like Michigan in this one. I, I think Michigan can beat them. I don't know if it'll be a blowout, but they could totally beat them by a touchdown or two. I'm going to do God's work right here for, for the Alabama fans. Um, oh, yeah. oh, yes. I, I hear all these arguments. I do. Um, I get it, but – for me, it comes down to both defenses are great. You know, running game is great for both teams. So I, I see those as a wash. And it's really just who do you trust more? Stetson Bennett or Cade McNamara? And the thing with that is I'm not really sh- – I don't think I can name a receiver or a tight end on Michigan – And when you look on the other side of Georgia, like Stetson Bennett's not great, but he does have George Pickens and he does have that tight end that crushed Bama in the SEC championship. I mean, listen, they didn't win, but that kid had two touchdowns and almost 200 yards. Like if you're asking me when you break it down, it comes down to the last two things. I'm taking Georgia. You were just saying before Michigan's secondary is way better than Georgia's. I I agree with that, but – I also think Stetson Bennett is that much better than Cade McNair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, we're, we're looking at the, the top two quarterbacks in the playoffs right now are playing each other, and it's not in this game. Yeah. And if you're, if I'm ranking them, I'm taking it's Bryce, Desmond, Stetson, Cade. Then just the team with the better quarterbacks gonna win. So I got Georgia. But I'll probably next game, next game, next game. I've been waiting, I've been waiting. Next game. Here we go. Number one, Alabama against number four, Cincinnati. I'm taking Alabama. I already know everybody's taking Alabama in this game. Yes, sir. It's been a great year with this podcast. Oh my god, can you stop? Let's wrap it up, boys. Okay, for all our listeners. Janaya truly just does not want to be here. Like I already oh, said, she she has, I think she's making her point very clear Don't that she lie. doesn't want to be I on love the podcast being, anymore. I love being here. Yeah, I mean, I does not seem here. that way. It absolutely does love not seem that way. Janaya, no, I definitely I, do. Janaya, would you like to apologize to all our fans for trying to waste their time? I'm yeah. not wasting their time. All right, let's get to picking because I know Janaya wants to get out of here. Number one, Alabama versus number four, Cincinnati. I think we all know how this game's going to go. This, this is going to be a game that Bryce Young, Jamison Williams, and Co. just absolutely ball out. Cincinnati coming from the American hasn't played anyone to the caliber of Alabama since they were in the playoffs last year. And look how that turned out. I mean, they they did play, uh, what, who did they play, Oklahoma or something like that? Did they play? Yeah, they played Notre Dame, and look how that panned out. They won. Stop it. Well, we all know how. Daddy beat Notre Dame. Guys, it's literally 105,000. Why are we even talking about this? No, who did Cincinnati lose to? Last year? Nobody. Not this year. Georgia in the Peach Bowl last year. In the playoffs, I'm saying. They didn't play in the playoffs. Cincinnati didn't play in the playoffs. Ever. Never. This is the first time that a group of five team has ever made the playoffs. Let's stop it. I don't, I'm going to stop talking. 
Cincinnati played Georgia last year, no, and everybody's using it. that as a comparison because they is truly dominated by Alabama, and it just won't. There's just no other possible result of this game. I mean, like Sauce Gardner is gonna have to absolutely lock up Jameson Williams for to even have a chance. And let's be real, Sauce Gardner, he is a lockdown corner, but he is too slow to compete with Jameson. Just if as I was, a, I was a betting man, if I was a betting man because Alabama's gonna win this game by a hundred. If I was a betting man, I am taking Treshawn Holden touchdown to score a touchdown, JoJo Earl to score a touchdown. And Ja'Cory Brooks to score a touchdown, all in a parlay, and the odds are probably insane, and it would hit because all three of those guys are going to get the ball. No, right. I don't know. Because Joe think this back, is like, and it's about to go down. It. This is going to be a four touchdown, three hundred thirty yard game for Mister Young. Well, easily, probably. I can't wait to see Jalen. All right, so let's get into score prediction so we can get out of here, but um. Uh, I'm going to say Alabama, obviously. I'm going to say, like, 38. I know. That's a, that's probably low to you, Brandon. Don't give me those eyes. 38 to 20. We're only Alabama's only winning by 18 points. All right. I'm thinking it's 52-14, and one of those touchdowns is in the fourth quarter with three minutes left for Cincinnati. That's really funny. I was literally going to say the exact same thing, except I was going to say 62 to 13. <laughs> Y'all wanted the playoffs so bad. Yeah. Here they are. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to the show. You guys are screwed. If you're a Cincinnati fan, you are screwed. I, I don't know how much better, how much sweeter I can put this, because this is the nicest I'm trying to be right now. Name me a player on that roster at any position, coach, long snapper, gunner, whatever you want, that's better than a guy we got. You can't do it. This is the largest opening spread of any bowl game of the weekend, and it's going to be 62-13, and 10 of those points are coming with less than three minutes on the clock in the fourth quarter because Alabama is starting all their third stringers by half. Hold on. Hold on. Did you just say Cincinnati doesn't have any player better at any like at their position than Alabama than any yes. Alabama player? Yes. I agree. Who? I just said him. Who? Sauce Gardner. Sure. Better than any corner on Alabama. Sure. Okay. Sure. He'll look like he'll look like a six round draft pick by halftime. Stop it. Uh, thing, he'll he'll go. He'll the only probably thing he'll draft about Mr. Gardner is going to be his ankles after Jamison Williams gets done with him. Oh, stop. Because I saw Brandon get out of his seat. Who on Alabama is better than Sauce Gardner? Cornerback. Uh, me. <laughs> Stop. Dude, he, dude Gar- Sauce is going to be a first-round pick. Dude, I don't think Sauce is bad, but I don't think you can put – like, you can't put him over like – Sauce Gardner can be taken off of Cincinnati's roster right now, transfer to Alabama right now, he'd and start. he'd be the number one corner. He wouldn't be the number one corner. He'd yes, start. he would. Who Job, Jalen Armour, Davis, Kool-Aid, all three of Davis them. Are, Williams is going for two hundred on his head. That's that Jackson. That's true. given on basically whoever is guarding him. But I like eh. that extra that extra seventy yards is all Sauce Gardner. Not gonna hold you. We'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. Time will tell. So we all have Alabama. I assume Alabama by a billion trillion. There's not a high enough so, uh, point spread. All right. Are we going to save our natty prediction for next week? Yes. When we, if and when. Yes, because we don't even know who's going to be in the national championship Oh, my yet. God, Janaya, can you relax? That's all the smoke in this episode today. I'm not even asking for no smoke. You can get some, though. <laughs> yeah, you can get some, though. Yeah, exactly. See, Janaya's hype because she's going to Dallas. Right now. <laughs> why don't you want to be here why don't you want to talk to i do i love people? being here i it's love nice. sport if, if this episode is given an indication it. it's that you don't want to be here but this is a football podcast exactly. We're not get emotional here. so Janaya, i know you don't want to be with game. us this has been a great episode with you Janaya, as always i know it's always a great episode with me all right anyway at&t stadium bama cincinnati it's going down it's no, I actually, I was just in Dallas, guys. Let me tell you guys fun fact. They have, like, Alabama 
they had it like projected on the side of the building it was so cool i was trying to get a picture of it for you guys but you know it wants to change so fast hey y'all trying to take a trip to indianapolis though you're trying to take a trip though if we go when we go Maybe. I mean, I'm I'm more than down to go. It's that's my first day of my new job, but like, sure. Aww. I think they'd be able to push it off for a couple. I can days. skip. Brandon, <laughs> trying to leave me. Brandon is officially leaving us from Alabama to go to Florida, which is quite. Still a sad. student, still gonna be on basketball, still gonna be on this but show. <laughs> we're not gonna be physically there, but all right. Enough talking about our personal lives. This has been the Fourth and Gold Podcast. Thank you. See you next week. Good night. WVUA-FM, Tuscaloosa.